Hi, and welcome to the Self Carved Podcast. My name is Ivana Ritchie, and I'm here to bring you the most amazing, mind blowing self love content. I am a self love coach. I help women just like you heal their trauma and love themselves so they can step into their full power and create the life of their dreams. I really hope you will love it here. I'll be showing up every week bringing you self-love content to aid your journey. You matter. Let's do this. Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to a deeper understanding of ourselves. And that's Carl Jung. So everything that irritates us about other people can lead us into a deeper understanding of ourselves. So I posted this quote and a few of you said, can you please expand? I don't really understand. And then I did another poll and I asked, what are some of the things that you struggle with when it comes to healing and when it comes to self-love, what gets in the way? And a lot of you said that you have, that, that you're finding it hard to concentrate, you're stressed, but you're very irritable as well. Okay, so I thought this is a great opportunity to talk about this in this masterclass. So first of all, let's look at where do, where do these irritations come from? Like, why do you get irritable? Why do you get so frustrated when someone is saying something you don't like, when someone is expressing themselves, or when something is going on in the world that you don't agree with, that you don't like, right? Feel free to share here. Feel free to share as I'm speaking, right? I actually love when you engage with me and it makes it so much more fun instead of just me like talking to a wall. So I love the engagement yesterday and I would love if we keep it up today as well, right? I know some, a lot of you are at work, so you're gonna be watching the replay, but for those of you who are here live, you can do that. And even if you're watching the replay, you can still interact and share. This is how we learn, okay? So where does this stem from? And, and it's the same thing today as it was yesterday. People want to change their negative self-talk by focusing directly on how they speak to themselves. People want to change the way that they interact in the world and the way they be and the way they speak with other people and they don't want to feel this level of irritation so they focus on the irritation itself, right? But we're delving deeper, we're diving deeper in this masterclass so we're getting to the root of each of these things that we're talking about each day. Yesterday was self-talk. We were diving deep to discover where that's, how that's developed. Today is about irritability and we're going to delve deeper into that to find out where that is coming from. Tomorrow is imposter syndrome and we're going to delve deeper to see, okay, so where did this come from? Okay. When you know your foundation, then you can build a new one. When you don't know your foundation, and today that's going to make sense why a lot of people don't know their foundation. You're just going to continue to go life, go through life the, uh, the way you've been going through life. And you're going to be even not only irritated with other people, but you're going to be irritated with yourself because you're like, I'm still getting so irritated. I'm still getting so frustrated. I'm still getting so angry. And if irritability is not something that you feel a lot, maybe you feel more sadness or you feel more anger. This is going to apply. Okay. Because it boils down to this, the irritability is simply a trauma response. Irritability, and write it down, is a trauma response. It is a response to trauma. And let me put this out here, out there too. 
Yes, there could be other circumstances like you get food poisoned or there is a chemical imbalance or something else because of what you're eating, something that's going on in, in the environment that harms you. And because of that, your hormones and the chemicals in your body are like all over the place and that can make you irritated. That's not what we're talking about here. Okay, there are always other factors that could play a role, but for majority of the time and for majority of women, the reason why they suffer in life is because they have a lot of unresolved trauma. And that's what I'm here to teach about. That's what I talk about. So don't think that I'm excluding or I'm saying this is the only thing. No, but it's the main thing and it's the thing that I focus on, right? So if you know I had this happen to me or I went through a, a, a shock over here or I was exposed to some chemicals or something and I was very irritable. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. So we're on the same page. So it is a trauma response and oftentimes it can be a secondary trauma response to an already existing, uh, a trauma symptom, an already existing trauma, a traumatic symptom. So if you have a traumatic symptom, like you experience a lot of anxiety, you're stressed, you have chronic pain, you have PTSD, or um, maybe you have, um, you just have a sensitivity, a sensitivity to loud noises. This was a huge one for me. Then those states in themselves, right? Those trauma symptoms in themselves are going to easily set, set you off and make you irritable, right? So it can be like, uh, it's directly, People can think of it that way. Like I was traumatized and therefore I'm irritated, but it doesn't really usually work like that. It's like you were traumatized, then you developed a symptom. There are so many different symptoms, right? You developed a symptom. I just gave you a few examples. And because of those symptoms, because of those symptoms that you already have, then irritability becomes a response to those symptoms. Does that make sense? So if I'm, if I'm, if I'm in a lot of pain, if I have chronic pain, for example, and I find it hard to breathe, I can't deal with this pain, chances are it's gonna be easier for me to get irritated. Also, if you have, I don't know the exact pronunciation, but when we're traumatized, there's a, there's a piece in our ear, and I don't remember exactly how to pronounce it, but it's stupidious or something like that. It gets damaged. So a lot of traumatized people struggle with concentration, they struggle concentrating and being present and absorb information, right? So maybe you're like, oh, yes, I know what you're talking about because I'm trying really hard to push myself through this masterclass and maybe you're just like checking in and watching just a little bit because you can't focus. So when that piece gets damaged, then you hear things that your brain usually filters out. So if I'm hearing everything, I'm gonna get irritated because it's creating chaos in my body right? The same thing as with stress. If you have too much stress in your life, chances are you're going to be irritated more often because you don't have any inner peace. Same thing with anxiety, right? So think of it as a secondary symptom to trauma, a secondary response to these symptoms that you already have. And with that being said, and if you look at it that way, now it should make sense to you why we can't work through our irritability and why we can't change this level of irritation that we experience within us unless we dive deeper, unless we delve deeper to find out where it originated.
where I came from, right? So we already talked a lot about your childhood yesterday, and today would be the same thing, right? What happened in your childhood? In what ways did you feel less than? Like what happened to you that made you developed, develop this level of anxiety or this level of depression or PTSD or stress in your life today? It doesn't only have to be from your childhood. It could have been a really horrible accident, a natural disaster. It could have been a war refugee like I was with my parents. I was only one years old, but I absorbed a lot of the trauma my parents had, right? That creates a lot of stress in your body, which releases adrenaline and cortisol, right? So there can be a lot of different situations, right? Maybe you lost a child. Maybe you went through a very painful divorce. Those are all traumatic experiences and they alter they alter the way that we perceive the world. When we don't work through what happens to us, those emotions get stuck in our body. And I pick a lot on my mom and mom, I love you, but I'm gonna share really quick what's been going on with my mom. So my mom, she broke her, she, my mom had, my mom developed cancer when I was in college and she's cancer free now, like six years. Hallelujah. It's been amazing, right? Because of a lot of suppressed emotions, because of a lot of suppressed emotions, because she wasn't in her truth. She was not expressing herself. She was people pleasing. She didn't know who she was, right? And she developed cancer. And I'm going to speak like this because I have firsthand experience with my mom. And I've worked with a lot of clients with different illnesses and diagnoses and that the, the develop different sicknesses as a result of their unprocessed emotions. Things don't just happen to us. Our body is very intelligent and it actually creates like these cells, cancer cells and other types of cells on a daily basis. We all have them within us, but based on what we're feeding our body, mentally, spiritually, physically, and also the nutrition that we absorb and everything else in the environment, that's gonna alter our cells. Our cells are the most important thing ever, right? So if your cells are not healthy, your immune system is gonna break down and then you're prone to different illnesses, right? So everything that happens to us, most of the time, like 99% of the time, and they've already done so many scientific studies and they have conducted and they've concluded that 90% of doctor visits are related to stress. So if 90% of doctor visits are related to stress, that explains to us that everything else that happens to us is a result of us first having this level of stress in our bodies, right? This is why a lot of people, when they get diagnosed with something or they're told that you need to rest or you need to watch your nutrition and they stop stressing or they take some time off of work, their stress levels decrease and things, uh, they, uh, things in their body go back to normal. So the most important thing to really pay attention to is your lifestyle, how you're living your life, how you're leading yourself. Because if you're doing things that you don't love, which we talked about yesterday is so important for positive self-talk, if you're stressing yourself out, if you are in a toxic environment, if you're spending time with people who are not giving you life in some type of way, then what are you cultivating inside of you? Like you have an entire universe inside of you. You, have, you can look at it as you have a whole earth inside of you. And are you contaminating your earth or your universe or are you actually feeding it? 
We have trillions and trillions and trillions of cells in our body and they get affected by everything, not just by what we eat. They need blood and they need oxygen, they need the nutrition, but our emotions get stored in our body when we don't process them. First, we feel an emotion and we can work through it, but if we don't work through the emotion, it gets stored in different parts of our body, which is what we talk a lot about and in much greater depth in Healing Academy, which is coming up after Soulful Self Love, my program. But to put it into perspective, when these emotions get stored in our body, we eventually get sick. So to go back to my mom's story, so that happened and she changed her lifestyle completely and she stopped stressing and eventually she ended up getting a divorce and I wasn't serving her to be in that marriage with my dad. I love both of them, but it wasn't healthy. But there was already a momentum, right? There was already an, a momentum. She was already... Um, she was already living her life that way, that it's normal to repress what I feel. You shouldn't really talk about what's going on, right? She didn't want to talk to people about her cancer because she was ashamed of it. And now, not too long ago, she broke her collarbone and she didn't want to rest, right? I'm like, mom, this is like nature. The universe, God giving you a chance to really rest. Focus on your breathing and make yourself healthy because as soon as you get a little better, you want to get going, right? So that happened, right? And I was talking to my mom, which emotions cause accidents and things like that. And then what else? Then something else happened. It doesn't matter what, but another thing happened with our body. And then today, right before I jumped on here, she wrote me, well, how are you doing? What's up? I said, I'm great. I'm getting ready to do this class in my group. And she said, I have fever. So now she literally has three things going on with herself. With herself. And I'm like, Ma, what the heck is happening inside of you, right? So I told her what it means, like what emotions we're suppressing if we develop fever. It's always an emotion tied to the physical reaction. Don said, I do understand our pains has to do with stressful situations. Dealing with that now, this is powerful. I'm so glad. And she said, okay, yeah, I can see how that could be an issue and oftentimes anger is tied to fever that's why our body is burning up there's a lot of anger inside of us right and some of you may say well that's bull crap or whatever but you can do your own research and find out but there's some scientific evidence that our emotions do get stored in our body okay because everything is energy and they hold a certain frequency and based on what type of emotions you're repressing they're gonna go into different body parts so I told her that I sent her a meditation for anger. I sent her some healing music and I said, just close your eyes and really be present with your emotions, right? So the reason why we get so irritable many times is because we're not taking care of ourselves, right? We feel stressful, we're not happy, we're not taking care of ourselves. We're making excuses such as, I have to do this or it should be this way, or I can't believe that person did that to me. And we give all our power away and then we stress ourselves out. And then eventually when we're in that state, we have no life force within us. And then we just react to the world. Zero, zero emotional intelligence from that point. People who are emotionally intelligent is not because they read books, it's because they do the inner work and they take care of themselves first. And they know that they are the main, the main piece to everything. So if you're not together, you're going to be reactive. 
If your tank is not full, you're going to be reactive. You're going to be an irritable person, right? So it's important to ask ourselves questions with this topic as well, such as like, what are you telling yourself? When you get irritated with the world or with someone, what are you telling yourself? The next question is, what are you feeling in your body? Are you ever present with what you're actually feeling in your body when you get ir irritated and you go off on someone? Or maybe you don't even go off on them, right? Because it's either fight or flight and there is another option too, which is freeze. If you don't go off on them, if you don't start fighting, maybe you run away. In either case, do you ever like truly feel into your body to see, okay, so what is this? Where is this coming from? Why am I feeling this way? Or do you just say, oh, I can't believe that that person did that. Because of them, I feel this way, right? And this is where the emotional intelligence piece kicks in. But if we're deeply traumatized and we're not doing the trauma healing work, we're never going to be able to be emotionally intelligent, right? That's why Healing Academy is a program. And then I have the Radiant Woman, which is focused on emotional intelligence so that is the foundation to everything for us to love ourselves we need to do the healing work for us to be healthy within our bodies we must heal along as take care of the other parts as well in our lives You know if that makes sense then you can also ask yourself what am i repressing now that you're aware of that there is something deeper going on when you get irritated what are you repressing like your desires what you truly want to do because you're not doing what you want to do so then you're stressing and you're going to work irritated or you're running a business that you're not in love with and you're not allowing yourself to feel your emotions so that's what you want to ask yourself and not only ask yourself but make it a daily habit to check in with yourself and then we also want to ask, what are my expectations? So when I get irritated, it's often because I'm expecting something else, right? If I'm already in a lousy state, like if I already don't feel good, if I have a lot of stress, if I'm anxious, if I'm like, oh, I'm in so much pain, and I don't take the time to nurture myself, to care for myself, to give myself what I need, then everybody else and the entire world is going to be responsible for how I feel from that point on, right? So God forbid someone gets into your sphere, someone walks into your life at that time when you're very, 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 very extremely vulnerable on the edge, so to speak, because anything that they say that doesn't align with what you need them to say is going to irritate you. It is going to irritate you because you need them to say something else to soothe you. So you depend on the external world. You depend on other people and the outside environment in order for you to feel good. Let me know if that makes sense. So every time, this is why self-love and healing is so critical. Every time you don't take care of yourself, every time you don't nurture yourself, every time you're not giving yourself what you need first, you're going to be a reactive machine. First is going to start in your head, like yesterday when we talked about speaking back to your thoughts, and then it's going to be our reactions, our reactions to, to the world. And then eventually we're going to start saying, okay, well, this is my identity. This is who I am. And then we're going to look at how that plays into imposter syndrome tomorrow. Okay. So let me know if that's making sense now. So go back to the quote. So when we notice something in other people that irritates us, 
that gives an gives us an opportunity for deeper understanding within ourselves it does i will respond with irritable responses and then apologize later yes and it's powerful that's true thank you for sharing thank you for being vulnerable that's what happens most of the time and when do we apologize when do we apologize we apologize when we've changed our state right when we've changed our body we've relaxed a little bit We've like gotten the anger out or the sadness or whatever it is. So we change our physiology. We change our body, which we talked about yesterday is so critical because the way our body is, is going to trigger different signals in our brain, different neurons. So that's a big piece. And then the other piece is that you've relaxed, you've taken some time and you've thought through what just happened. And then you're like, okay, so either I'm going to apologize for what I said or how I reacted or whatever. And the women that I work with, my core goal is to get you to a point, all of my clients, to get them to a point where they're no longer, where they no longer have to apologize. That's not going to be a thing. That's not a thing. What kind of life is that where we're always reacting and we get so frustrated with our, of course we have negative self-talk. Of course we're causing a lot of harm to ourselves because we're constantly reacting. And then we're like, that's not who I am. And that's fine. And then you apologize and hopefully you're around very forgiving people. This was me a lot in, in the beginning of my marriage. I was very reactive. That's what I was taught. That's what I saw also growing up on top of my trauma, right? But I knew even though I apologize, and even if I feel like my husband is genuinely accepting my apology, I still feel like I hurt him. And that's the worst feeling on this planet. And the worst thing is that I didn't even feel like it was wrong to say in that moment. But afterwards, I was like, that's not me. Where did that come from? So this is where we have to start talking about our shadow or the subconscious, the things that we've been repressing, because the things that we've been repressing about ourselves is the very things we're gonna project onto other people. So let me make that make sense. So if you get irritated at someone or irritated with someone and you're like, oh, I don't like that. You're stupid, you're crazy, you're selfish. And you have irritability like you're irritated inside of you it's a feeling it's an emotion right it is only and this is the tough this is the very this is the tough truth and the tough pill to swallow the truth is you only react that way because and you only say the things you say because it's already within you and maybe you've heard this a lot but I'm hoping with this masterclass, it's going to make sense in a different way. And in a way that you're like, okay, I can resonate and I can implement that. I can make some changes. All right. Because it's not about how many times we hear something. Because the things that I teach are very simple. That's the main thing I hear from my clients and people in my audience. You make things super simple. It's easy to digest it. And that makes me very happy because we don't need to complicate anything. We're already going to be on this journey for the rest of our lives. We might as well make it as easy as possible. So it makes sense to us. Okay. So when something irritates you in another person and you go off on them and you name call them, you tell them they're stupid, they're crazy or whatever you may say to them is because it already resides within you. Now, this doesn't mean that, that you 
cannot think to yourself that what someone else is doing is wrong or it's not healthy or whatever it may be. That's one thing. I'm talking about the emotional reaction. Because if someone does something that's not within you, you're not going to have the emotional, the, emotional, the emotional reaction and you're not going to speak to them just like I just explained. You're going to be able to look at it. You're going to be able to rationalize it. You're going to be able to say, okay, I really don't, that doesn't sit, I don't, I don't like that. I don't agree with that, whatever the case may be. But you're not going to be reactive. So every time you're reactive and you call someone else out, it's because it's already within you. And the only reason, and this is where women say, for example, well, this doesn't come out with other people or this never comes out with myself. Of course, it doesn't come out with yourself because you've repressed it. It's down. It's pushed down. These emotions and these insecurities and these needs for whatever needs you whatever needs you have or feelings of less than you've repressed them so when you're by yourself they're not going to come to the surface first of all second of all if you're around people if you're around people who let's say experience something else something that doesn't really mirror what you have going on within you it's going to be comfortable to be around those people because those people are not going to trigger you and therefore you're not going to have the opportunity to discover what's going on within you and with that being said have you noticed that a lot of people who are making excuses a lot of people who are living their lives in a way that is not very uplifting or helping like that's not helping the world those people surround themselves with people that are like that, right? And this is because they don't get triggered by them. This is because nothing new comes out of them. Now, if they up level and they want to be around other people, now they're going to start getting triggered because they're going to start noticing that I have things to work on. And most people don't do that for themselves. Like they don't do that for themselves. They don't allow themselves that opportunity. So the very, <laughs> the core thing to understand is that, yes, you may say, well, it's only that person. Yes, but that person is a gift. That person is an angel. That person is giving you an opportunity to get closer to yourself. Even the horrible relationships you've had in your past, right? That you want to label and call toxic or narcissistic or whatever it may be. Oftentimes we label those people and I'm not saying that they didn't struggle with these things, but I want you to take the emotional intensity away from that person because we make it so much about that this person was a narcissist and this person did this to me and this person did this to me and this person did that to me rather than saying, dang, what the heck was I craving to stay in that relationship for so long? What emotional state was I at when I entered that relationship? What was going on within me that allowed me to be in that relationship for so long? What was I looking for? What was I craving? What did I learn about myself as I was in that relationship? Everybody doesn't ask themselves those questions. It is only that way that we can grow. So even in the worst situation and the worst relationship, relationship you've ever had is still a great opportunity for you to dig deeper and get a better understanding of where you've been who you are right now and where you want to head in your life. Every time you make it about someone else, you strip your own power away. Like you, you're setting yourself up for failure. And I don't use that word a lot, but it literally is failure when you give your power away because there's nothing that can be done. No matter what someone says, 
you're still gonna be stuck there because you're making it someone's fault. And again, this doesn't mean that that person didn't, uh, didn't do something that was horrible, but how you internalize that and what you choose to focus on moving forward is gonna determine who you're gonna be. And then it's easy to stay mad and angry and irritated and frustrated with that person forever rather than, and this is where it kicks in, rather than looking deep within, rather than to dwell deep to see, oh, wow. I stayed in that relationship for so long because I really was hoping that that person would change. Or I got with that person because they reminded me of my dad or my mom. And I craved their love so much that I thought that maybe this time I would receive the love. Or I was in that relationship for so long because I'd seen my mother be treated that way and I thought that was okay. I thought it was love because I used to receive that type of treatment from my parents. Wow. Wow. But I got myself out of that situation because I realized and I noticed that I'm worth so much more. Not that I enjoyed what was happening to me in that relationship, but I appreciate that experience because without that experience, who would I have been? Who would I have had become? Because of that experience, I was able to learn things about myself I would never have discovered before because these things were so deeply repressed that if I was with someone who was treating me just nicely, I would never have figured that out. And then I would never have had the opportunity to heal and expand and grow and love myself the way I do now and open myself up to love in a different way than I've ever had before and to carve myself into the woman that I want to be so then I can attract people who are going to love the heck out of me and treat me with so much respect and passion and joy and whatever it may be for you. Whereas before, if I wouldn't have been with that toxic person or that narcissist, if you want to label that person, and I would have been with someone who was compliant or who was just like me, oh, whatever, we're just going to have a surface relationship. And we're just, you know, because you wouldn't be able to go deep with that person because you were not open for it. And how we feel about ourselves determines who we attract into our lives. And I know it's a hard thing to hear, but just like a bully attracts the person being bullied and vice versa. The person being bullied is not de deserving of it, but it doesn't take away from the fact that the bully feels that this person doesn't feel good about himself and he only knows that or she only knows that because they already feel that way about themselves. So when you up level in your life, when you start taking care of yourself, your energy is gonna change and, you, and you're really gonna scare people off that wanna harm you because they're like, oh, she's untouchable because you've changed within. But for that complete 180 uh, turn to, um, to happen, we have to be willing to look at what was happening inside of me. What in me decided to do that? What in me allowed that? What in me wanted to experience that? Or whatever it may be, whatever the questions may be for you. Those are painful questions to ask ourselves. But those are questions that are going to lead us into deeper understanding of ourselves. And the easiest thing to do is to just like block everyone who doesn't agree with us. The easiest thing to do is to block everyone who makes us feel irritated, angry, or frustrated. They're not, the pe they're not making us feel that. They're just triggering an already existing emotion inside of us. Because if that emotion was not already within you, 
If you did not already have irritation inside of you, if you did not already have stress, anxiety, or whatever else may, it may be, they would not be able to bring that out of you. Nothing that's outside can come out unless it's already within. We talked about that yesterday. And this is where like full-blown self-ownership, accountability, awareness comes into place. And this is what we're talking a lot about in, uh, in soulful self-love. When you're really, really awakening to who you are and learn to love yourself who you are on a deeper level, not just the superficial stuff. Is full-blown ownership. If you don't want to take full-blown ownership for everything and understand that the external world is responding to what's happening inside of you, then you're going to walk around as a reactive person for the rest of your life. And I don't want that for you. It's not a fun life to live. I lived like that for many, many, many years. And there's also a momentum. Like I was sharing about my mom. Now she's dealing with three things. And I had talked to her already, like a lot of the things you never felt before, they're eventually going to come to the surface. So even if you've been feeling good for a while, even if you've been taking care of, uh, care about taking care of yourself for a while, the past junk, so to speak, is going to come to the surface. And that's where a lot of women give up. And this is a conversation I have with my clients quite often when they're like, I don't know who I am. I'm feeling so much. This feels worse than, than when we first started working together. Well, duh, because you've been numbing yourself. You've been depressed. You've been on medication and whatnot. And now we're bringing things to the surface. It's going to hurt because you did not feel these emotions before. But that is the only way that we can heal by bringing things to the surface. So a, so a big suggestion here is going to be when you do get triggered by someone or a situation, to be with that, to be with it. Take a breath, okay? Where am I feeling it? What am I feeling right now, right? Whatever you can do in that moment, sometimes you have to walk away. That's what my husband and I agreed to a while ago. If we get, if either of us gets so triggered that we're not able to communicate effectively because our nervous system gets hijacked, we walk away from for a moment, and as soon as our bodies calm down, our nervous system cools down, we come back and we continue the conversation. This is what a lot of couples break up. Because they're mirroring how they feel about themselves to each other, and that's not fun. Because the deeper you get, the, the more involved you get with someone, the closer you're going to get to their truth, and then their truth is going to mirror your truth. And some people eventually get to the point where they're like, I'm just going to be single forever. This relationship stuff is not for me. But what they're really saying is the deeper inner work is not for me. Full-blown self-accountability is not for me because it's too painful. Because I don't know anything else but to, but to be a victim, to be a blamer, but to be a complainer, a comparer, whatever it may be. Right? So with that being said, a lot of people who decide not to get on this journey and take things like face things head on is because they formed an identity, a personality. They feel like without this pain or without this way of reacting, without this anger, without this irritability, because this has become who I am. Without it, how would I interact with the world? How would I feel powerful? How would I get some type of connection? Because if I get angry, if I get irritated, I can go to my corner and then I can text someone and I know they're going to agree with me. So I'm getting some type of connection, even if it's not love. Or if I have a compliant partner, right? 
submissive partner or whatever it may be, I know they're gonna come into the room and I feel like I won. So we're really like a little child crying out for some type of love, but because we don't, we don't think that we are worthy of it, because we don't think that we deserve it, we act out in different ways to get some type of validation or attention or acknowledgement or connection from other people. So if you're not willing to get on this journey to feel like you don't know who the heck you are anymore, then this work is not for you yet. If you're like, I don't care, I'm done feeling this way, I'm done living my life this way, I'm done making excuses, I'm ready for the next level of me, then this work is for you. This painful, unpredictable, at the same time exciting and most rewarding work you can ever do for yourself, and not only for yourself, but your family, your friends, your colleagues, your coworkers, your employees, your clients, your customers, and not to talk about everyone else you are affecting and impacting on this planet. This is why we do what we do, because we care. We care so much about other people, but the problem has been that we cared more about other people. We've been telling ourselves, and we've been caring more for other people to, to escape our pain. You can care about yourself and care more for other people, but we haven't been willing to acknowledge that because we would rather help someone else and focus on someone else because then we don't have to sit with our own triggers. The easiest thing to do is to make things about other people. You know if that makes sense, right? So because these emotions are so deeply repressed, now we project instead. And some people are like, okay, whatever. That's fine, I'll take it. Because I don't have energy or time or they're just so evolved that they're like, I can see what she's doing. I'm not even going to argue with her. And other people, they're damaged too. Like, not damaged, I don't want to use that word. But there are, they have a lot of things to work on too. And then they get triggered by your presence or the way that you show, the, the, the way that you express yourself. And then they have a reaction to that. And then it's just reactions back and forth. You're projecting your insecurities, your pain, your sense of whatever it may be for you. This is why, and this is something I was really good at, I would point out something I wouldn't like that my husband does, for example. Let's say, I don't like when you bring this up, for example, or I don't like when you speak this way, I don't like when you raise your voice, whatever, it doesn't matter. I can't, I can't remember exactly what it would be. It would be something like that. I think it would be, I don't like when you, I don't know, you use a certain, a certain phrase or something, I can't remember right now. So I, so I would tell him that and he would say, okay. And my husband, for those of you who don't know, like he's healed so many things, his own asthma, his gambling addiction, cheating for so many years, physical, emotional trauma. Uh, he had seizures, seizures, he healed all of that by himself with no medication. But anyway, so when you tell him something and he's like, okay, that makes sense. He implements it right away. I'm a little different. It takes me a little longer, right? So I don't know how it is for you. So I would tell him something and he would stop doing it. And then I would do it. And then he'd say, babe, you told me not to do that. You're doing the same thing. And then the, the, the further along I got on this journey, I realized I didn't want him to do that because it triggered me. But because I was already doing myself, that's the only way I could really notice it and get bothered by it. Does this make sense? 
Because if I'm not doing that, and if I don't have an emotional reaction to it, I'm not going to take offense to it. But because I already do it to him because of some insecurities or some frustration or whatever it may be, then when he does it, it's a big problem. But because the, the only thing that happened was that he stopped doing it, but it's still within me, so it's still going to come out. Does this make sense? So even if people comply, even if people stop doing what you don't want them to do, and you're like, huh, my life is good now because that person fixed himself or herself because they were the problem. Uh-uh, that was not the problem. You are still going to have these experiences within you, maybe just still repressed because this person is not doing something that bothers you anymore, right? And we're not talking about abuse here. I never talk about that. So you don't say, well, I'm being abused and that's not, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people disagreeing. I'm talking about people expressing themselves. I'm talking about people sometimes coming from a hurtful place, from a reactive place. Those are the things we're talking about, the healthy things. If you're ever in an abusive situation, Please, please, you know, get out as soon as possible. Let's make something happen. Let me know, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about everyday interactions with people and we're all humans. And I really want you to understand that your, your, your irritations, your stress, your anxiety, and all of the things that you've accumulated within you, that doesn't go away just because someone changes their actions. So when we feel irritation around someone, when we feel irritable, that's our opportunity to delve deeper, to say, hmm, interesting, I'm curious. I'm curious where this irritation is coming from. What about me, them being them, them saying what they're saying, them asking me this question, because a lot of people get triggered by questions. What is it about that that bothers me so much? And if you're willing to go through this painful process because it's painful and it's uncomfortable, then you're going to discover truth about, truths about yourself that can literally transform your life. And you're going to feel so much in control. And when I say in control, it's never about in control of other people or, or circumstances in your life, but you're going to feel so in control of yourself. And there's nothing more empowering to feel like I am in control of the way that I speak, the way that I express myself, the way that I be in this world, right? Because I understand me. I know what's going on inside of me. I'm not making it about anybody else. Every time I make it about someone else, I take the opportunity to learn about myself. Because it's never about anybody else. It's always about me. And even if we're treated like trash or crap or whatever word you want to use, it was something inside of us that drew that experience to us. And if we don't want to own the most horrible situations and relationships in our life and say there was something in me that called that experience into existence and into to actual a reality, then how are we gonna change our lives? If we don't believe that we are powerful and that our energy is a magnet to different types of people and experiences, then how are we gonna change our lives? Because if I believe that I can create everything so far, that also means that I can create everything from now on. And that's very empowering. But when you say I had zero control over that, it was just all that person's fault or what happened to me or around me had nothing to do with me. 
then of course you're gonna feel hopeless, depressed, and anxious for the rest of your life because you don't think you have any power to change your life. Does that make sense? So we have to be willing to take full-blown ownership. And as you can tell, this goes deeper than us being irritated. It has to do with all of our emotions, all of our emotions. When you fall in love with someone, it's only because you already have that love within. Maybe it's been suppressed for so long, but this person, the way they live life or the way they express themselves or the way they look at you or talk to you brings this love out of you. You feel emotions in your body. No one can make you feel something and tell you, oh, I want you to be happy with me. But if you don't feel happy, you're not happy. And the easiest way to explain this, the reason, the reason why we get irritated is because there's already something going on inside of us. Because it is an emotional reaction to something that is a reality within us. Because if someone says, um, I hate you because you're so stupid and you're like the most intelligent woman on the planet. What are you going to do? Like you're most, you're most likely going to laugh, right? And you're going to brush it off and say, what are you talking about? Like, I just want an award for whatever. I know I'm smart, right? This is, you know, this, you know, this inside of you, there is nothing in you that is saying you're stupid. So you're not gonna have an emotional reaction, but you're still gonna be able to distinguish and say, this is not the truth, or this is not the case for me, right? But if someone says, you're not good enough, oh, oh, is it this gonna trigger us? Oh, you're the most stupid person on the planet, or I'm gonna break up with you, or you don't know what you're talking about, you're blah, 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 whatever, it's, or maybe we just walk away, and we turn into our little corner, and we stay depressed. Because it stings, because it's already within us. If someone tells you, that you are a freaking chair, you're not gonna get emotional over it. And when you really look at life this way and ask yourself, what are the things that I'm getting emotional over? What are the things that irritate me, that anger me, that satin me, that, that make me super anxious, whatever it may be for you? You're like, okay, that, 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 and that. And what are the things that don't bother me at all, right? So maybe you have confidence around like being a mother or being your own boss, whatever it may be. And no matter what someone says, it doesn't make you go crazy, so to speak. It doesn't make you get frustrated or irritated because you already know. It's not inside of your system. And therefore, no one can trigger an emotional reaction even though what they're saying is not the case. You're just gonna laugh it off. If you know you're a good mother and someone says you're a bad mother, you're not going to get affected. But if you internally believe that you're not a good mother and someone says it to you, oh my gosh, now the world is going to come to an end because they triggered a truth inside of you. That doesn't mean it's truth overall, but it's your truth that you have made inside of you. That's how you feel, even if it's not technically true. So we get triggered, we get annoyed, we get frustrated when people say something that triggers something that already exists within us. So how do we stop this? We change our lifestyle, we look deeper, we delve deeper to see where is this coming from, and we start changing our identity, our relationship to ourselves, we start loving ourselves, we start respecting ourselves, we start appreciating ourselves on deeper levels more than ever before. And even if we still get irritated because there's still some residue of not feeling good enough, we can say, okay, 
yeah, this person said something, even though I know it's not really true, I've been believing it's true for so many years and it really hurts me what's being said right now, not because what they're saying or the fact that they're saying it, it only hurts because I believe it. Nothing hurts us other than the things that we truly believe. If someone tells you you're ugly and you don't believe you're ugly, it's not gonna hurt. If someone tells you you're ugly and you believe you're ugly, it's gonna hurt like heck. It's gonna hurt so much. If someone told you in the past that you were in a relationship with, that you're never gonna find a partner like them, or you're gonna be alone for the rest of your life, and you believe that, that's gonna hurt like crazy, and because you already believe it, you're gonna make it a reality for yourself. Because they said something you already believed. Even if you don't, you don't think you believe it, like in your head, subconsciously that's what you believe. Because if you don't believe it, you're gonna be like, F you, whatever you said is not true. I'm gonna find the best partner on the planet. It's not about the best, it's about who's best for me. That's what it's about. I'm sending you so much love, I'm sending you so much happiness. I know you must be hurt to be saying things like this. And I know what you're saying is a projection of your fears, your insecurities, how you feel about yourself, but it has nothing to do with me, who I am, or what I can accomplish in this life. So I'm going to send you so much love and I'm going to keep you whatever you want to say. And that's it. It's not going to bother you. And this is the very, very truth and the very, very foundation when it comes to our irritability, our ir irritations. There's something beneath. And when we want to look beneath, that's when we uncover what's happening inside of us. And it's a beautiful thing. My soon-to-be ex irritated me because he wouldn't communicate and make me feel not heard, which could make me react in anger. And now I'm working on changing how I react when other people don't hear me. Absolutely. And that's, that's a great realization. Then we dig even deeper. Then we say, okay, so why do I have such a huge need for feeling heard? And it usually comes back to, I didn't feel heard in past relationships and I didn't feel heard around my friends and I didn't feel heard in school, whatever it may be. And it usually goes all the way back to our childhoods that we didn't feel heard around our parents, right? And because we didn't get that need back then, we're never gonna stop seeking it. And we're gonna continue to chase whatever we needed for the rest of our lives until we realize, aha, uh -huh, and a light bulb goes off and we say, well, if I'm needing my, my partner or if I needed my ex or whoever it may be to make me feel heard, and they didn't, could that be because I don't make myself feel heard? And instead of chasing other people, or not even chasing, whatever the word may be, it doesn't matter, but instead of craving or trying to get other people to give us what we need, how about we give them to ourselves? How about I hear myself every day? How about I listen to myself every day? How about I ask myself every day what I need? How about, excuse me, I develop this relationship with myself and I'm no longer dependent on how someone else treats me. And if I'm, if I'm good now and I'm like, okay, I'm hearing myself, I'm loving it, but it's critical to me, it's a value of mine to have healthy communication in a relationship, then I can make the decision that maybe this is no longer a good fit and we're gonna break up here. 
but it's not about me not getting uh me needing to get something you're not getting giving it to me and now i'm so broken because you didn't give it to me right and again there's this emotional reaction to it if we already have it with ourselves we're not going to be as frustrated and as hurt with someone else because we're like okay so this is just a project they're just projecting how they feel they don't feel comfortable communicating they they, they don't believe that they're worth listening to so they're not going to listen to us everybody's acting based on how they feel about themselves. So if we can just like embed that into our like nervous system, into our subconscious mind and start living our lives, living our lives that way, that everybody is operating based on how they feel about themselves, then everything becomes very evident. And we can either react to that or we can respond to it. And every time we feel triggered, we have the opportunity to delve deeper, to look deeper, to see what is going on. Why is this such a bother? And when I say this, this is not for you to be like, okay, I'm going to accept everything and anything because I've given it to myself already. No, you give it to yourself so you stop seeking it. So you're no longer codependent. So you don't have a relationship where it's conditional with someone else. And you're also giving it to yourself so you can respect yourself and value yourself more. That you don't have to be going back and forth around something that is a core value of yours. You don't have to have an emotional reaction for you to say, for, for it to be a value of yours. For, for it to be a standard, for it to be very important to you. You can have taken care of all your needs and still want to have this in your relationship. And if it's not there... It's fine, but it's not about you. It's not that you were not good enough. It's not that you were not worth listening to. It's not that you didn't deserve this. You already know you deserve all of this because you're already giving it to yourself. Maybe that was just not the right person for you, right? So this is how we cultivate inner peace, right? So this is really good. Thank you for sharing that. I know that's gonna help a lot of people. Now, now I'm gonna share a few of the tips on how to continue to move forward. I've shared a lot of things that you could implement already, but just to wrap it up, it's to really be in your body, right? This is the scariest things. This is the scariest thing for a lot of women. Reactive. We don't want to feel what's going on. It's like, we're always jumping somewhere. And our lives are really a reflection too of how we feel about ourselves. We have all these beliefs. We think we have to work like this. We think that we have to work this many hours. We think we have to run away, run around like this. We think we have to be all over the place. We have to multitask. We have all these beliefs. But oftentimes these beliefs are really rooted in how we feel about ourselves. And that is, I can't really be with myself. So I have to distract myself as much as possible. Okay. And then we're doing the other thing that I talked about a lot is to really um, to, to talk with our emotions, to ask questions, to be curious and to understand our emotions are emotions, but that's not who we are. Our thoughts are our thoughts, but it's not who we are. Right? So we communicate with that. We don't run away from it. Okay. And then when we're triggered, we want to make it a learning experience. And that's what we've been talking about here at the end. We want to make it a learning experience to learn more about ourselves. Like, what did I learn about myself here? What can I learn? What can I learn about myself here? And even if something doesn't come right away, maybe later that night, right before you go to sleep, when you're more relaxed, you're like, oh. I probably got so frustrated because you probably had that with your partner or your kids, right? That it takes a little while sometimes for you to realize why you did what you did why you said what you said and then a light goes off and you're like oh okay i realize it comes from this 
I was the opposite because my mom was so, um, she was a people pleaser and she was so submissive, so to speak, when I, around my dad. I was like, I'm never gonna be like that. And then I became more of a little, contr I don't, I, I, I don't wanna label myself. I don't like to label anything, but just for the purpose of this masterclass, I became a little bit of a control freak to an extent because I was so afraid of experiencing what my mom had gone through and I didn't want any of that. I'm like, oh, as soon as someone does that I don't like, you know, I'm gonna walk away. That's why my longest relationship before my husband was only six months long. Because <laughs> I did not want to have any of that. But by doing that, I didn't get to learn about myself either. Because it's only when we're uncomfortable and we're triggered that we get to learn about ourselves. Because when we, the only reason why we get triggered is because it's already there, but it's just repressed. But we don't want to acknowledge that that's our stuff. We want to say it's because of that person. It's nothing to do with that person, right? And I already painted the picture because if they say something you don't believe or you don't feel already, you're not going to have an emotional reaction. So we were already taking care of that possibility, all right? And then the final piece is to really invest in yourself, to get coaching, to get mentoring, to, 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 to immerse yourself and some type of support that will help you see yourself more clearly. And you being here is a great example of that, okay? And you have to continue this process. You have to continue this process because there's so much that you don't see. There are so many things that you don't know. And there's so many beautiful things that you're gonna be able to discover about yourself if you allow yourself to see it all. And the reason why we wanna invest in some level of support is because we get to see these things and we get to be guided by people who've already been there, done it, and we can, they can help point us and ask the right questions, right? They're gonna help us step more into who we are and realize things about ourselves that we didn't know before because if we just shut ourselves off from the world and we're like, oh, I'm just gonna do this by myself, I'm just gonna read books, but I'm gonna take what I like and what I don't like because when I read a book, I'm not triggered. When I, do, when I just listen to an audiobook, I'm not triggered. But if you immerse yourself in full support that you know is gonna trigger you, that you know is gonna up-level you, that you know is gonna ask of you to do something different or level up in your life in a different way, that's a different level of personal, personal growth, right? So those are the tips. So be in your body, talk and question your emotions. When triggered, you wanna make it a learning experience and then invest in some level of support, whatever that may be for you. So those are the tips for today. Those are the tips for today. And that's day two. How are you feeling now? I'd love to hear how you're feeling now. We've already knocked out two days. So I hope you've had a great experience so far. I'd love to hear what it is all the time because not only do I get feedback, what's most important is that you get to speak what you have learned, what you have experienced, what you have realized. And when you put that in writing, that makes it sink deeper into your body, affects your nervous system. And you also get to help other women with your realizations and the things that you have uncovered within you. So it's really, really powerful. All right, so let me know how you're feeling. Thank you, Phew, a lot to look at. Yeah, it's a lot to look at, I told you in the beginning. So tomorrow we're doing imposter syndrome and that's gonna be our final day. Right after, I think 30, 30 minutes after our session tomorrow, after our class tomorrow, we're gonna jump over to Clubhouse 
But before we go to Clubhouse, I'm gonna make a post, or even I might do it earlier that day, I don't know. But we're gonna make, I'm gonna make a post in the group where everybody's gonna have an opportunity to ask a question for me to answer on Clubhouse. If you're on Clubhouse, I would love for you to join me so I can bring you up on stage and you can actually physically, with your voice, ask me the question. It's super nice and interactive. So, and if you need an invite, let me know. I have invites as well, so you can join. It's only for iPhones right now, but I'm gonna record it. So for those of you who have Androids, no worries. I'm gonna record it and upload it here afterwards, right? So if you have any questions right now, you're like, oh my gosh, I have these questions, or maybe some questions come up tonight, make sure to journal, not, not, write, not journal, but write the questions out tonight and then you can share them tomorrow. Sorry, I have an Android, no worries. I'm gonna upload the recording. So if any questions comes up, come up for you, Dawn, make sure to just post them in the group or the thread that I'm gonna create. You can ask your questions there and I'm gonna be happy to answer them tomorrow. And tomorrow I'm also gonna share different opportunities that, that are available right now to continue to work with me. If you truly, truly enjoy this, I have three different things coming up, really, really powerful, based on what you desire and what you need. So I'm gonna share that with you tomorrow as well. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm so grateful and happy you joined me today. Mwah.